Hi, it is Gabriel once again, and welcome to the Catacomb Diaries, where we're all about bringing Catholicism into culture. If you're new to the channel, do consider subscribing, turn push notifications on so you don't miss a thing, and be sure to give this video a like, because apparently it helps the algorithm. Today, we will be talking about an Asian saint who was an opium addict till the point of his death. So that that is intriguing stuff. So let's get into today's episode. All right. Hello, hello. So today, as I said, we'll be talking about an Asian saint. I know identity politics and all of that. Asian saint who was an opium addict. And that's pretty intriguing stuff, isn't it? So, today is July 9th here in Singapore. It might not be July 9th for you guys, depending on where you're watching this. But today is July 9th, and apparently it's the feast day of the Martyrs of China. And so this saint, his name is Saint Mark Tian. No, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be one of those annoying people who pronounce the Chinese name with an American accent. So, Ji Tian Xiang. I would think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know the exact Chinese characters. So, it's like Saint Mark Ji Tian Xiang. Yeah, I hope I nailed that. But for all purposes of this video, we'll be referring to him as Saint Mark. So, his feast day is actually on July 7th, so that was two days ago. So, who is St. Mark of China? So, he was brought up in China, he grew up in China, and it was probably around the time where the Europeans were spreading Christianity to China, and there were a bunch of converts. So, St. Mark, he was a highly respected physician, a doctor, basically. He treated the poor for free. He was a good Catholic man, and he went for mass regularly. He was a good man. But, because he was treating all of these sick people, he got some stomach problems. So, to treat the pain, he decided to start taking opium. Well, I mean, uh, probably that was the only cure back then. So, he started taking opium, which is sort of like the ancient equivalent of heroin. And he got addicted. And <laughs> you know how, you know, drugs, this is why they tell kids not to do drugs. So he got addicted, but being the good Catholic man he was, he constantly, he never gave up, he constantly went for confession, he confessed the sin again and again and again to his French missionary priest, until one day this priest told him, okay, look, Mark, don't come back until you're sure that you're going to stop this addiction. And now at this point, we have to clarify something that in today's context, a priest would definitely not do that. Back in the day, I guess they didn't have the they didn't have this same understanding of how brain chemistry works and how addiction can seriously curb one's freedom and self-control. So in today's context, uh, a priest would probably not tell an addict, like, don't bother coming back. But in fact, a priest would say, 
you know, please come back, keep coming back, please keep coming back to confession. But unfortunately, Saint Mark didn't have that opportunity to do so, because I guess back then he was, I I would say, a victim of his circumstances. This French missionary priest who, ah, uh, let's just say they were a bit old-fashioned. So, what happened? Um, I guess a lot of us can relate to this idea of going back and confessing the same sins again and again and, and again. And I do wonder what we would do if the priest told us, you know what, don't bother coming back. But St. Mark, he didn't do, he didn't react. Well, you might expect that he would be like, okay, yes, screw this. If I'm hopeless anyway, I'm just, um, just going to get high all day and enjoy my opium. But no, no. In fact, he kept going to church for the next 30 years of his life. He continued to be a devout Catholic. He raised his family in the faith. He continued attending Sunday Mass despite not being able to receive communion. Like, that's it's great, isn't it? Well, not great, but oh, that is some dedication. The center back then, I'm sure, um, the early earlier Catholics, early Christians, they would have their focus the Eucharist communion. That was the entire focus of their faith. You know, today we have all of this modernism, and the focus is being shifted to things like praise and worship and all of that. But back then, you can be sure that the focus of the faith they took John six very seriously. If you don't know what I'm talking about, John six, you might want to head over to um, my friend Daniel's channel, the Jewish Catholic, where we. We talked all about John 6 and how it it really encompasses the focus of what Catholicism is all about, which is the Eucharist. And my last video was actually all about the Eucharist, four things that helped, helped me understand the Eucharist. So check that video out. Back to this. So you can imagine these this early Christian in China. Well, it, it wasn't that far back, but this was probably... Um, I think it was 19th century, if I'm not wrong. So back then, pretty sure they still had a pretty based understanding of how the Eucharist is the center of everything. And he was denied that. You know, if you, if you can't go for confession, then you can't receive the Eucharist because you can't partake in the Eucharist unworthily because you might die. That's completely biblical. Not being sarcastic, that's literally biblical, and that's why Joe Biden should not receive communion. And you know, Francis Chen, uh, the evangelical pastor, he has a great vi video of him preaching on the streets saying, Man, I did not know that everyone believed this, that it, this is the literal soul, body, blood, um, body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And that if you partook in the Eucharist unworthily, you, you could die from it. So that was a pretty good video. You should check it out. Just Google Francis Chan Eucharist. So again, I, I digress back to this. So that's admirable. He couldn't receive the one thing that the faith was all about. He still kept going. And so now we move on to his death. So for those of you who don't know, if you're a martyr, if you die for the faith, you're pretty much automatically a saint. 
So during this period, honestly, I'm not one for history, so I apologize. But all you need to know is that they were killing Christians. And Saint Mark and his entire family, they were called up to be executed. And Saint Mark, he insisted that he wanted to be the last to be executed because he didn't want any member of his family to have to die alone. And as everyone was being beheaded, that was how they were being killed. He was, he sang the Litany of Our Lady. Wow. You can just imagine this imagery of this bunch of Chinese guys, Chinese people being beheaded. And this guy, Saint Mark T, singing the Litany of Our Lady as everyone, as his entire family is being killed that's amazing stuff seriously so back to this what's really amazing about this story is that saint mark he was an addict up to the point of his death he was an addict for 66 years of his life apparently and he never gave up like, now imagine if your priest told you this. Don't bother coming back. Chances are you just give up. He knew, St. Mark knew that he, he physically could not stop his addiction. Or mentally, rather. So what he did was he prayed for martyrdom instead. He was willing to give up his life. And this just goes to show that he truly loved God despite of his shortcomings and despite of not being able to receive the sacraments. He was a man, as much as he was addicted to the pleasures of this earth, he still genuinely had his heart focused on the fate of his eternal soul. And I do think that this is a pretty much... It's pretty much a sort of hyperbolic model of all of our lives because all of us, we have a Mark, we have a Saint Mark T in all of us. We all sin. We can't control that. We can't control the fact that we're imperfect. We're not. We're not gods. You know, we we can't. We're all born with original sin. But the point isn't to be perfect. It's rather about striving for that perfection anyway in spite of our broken and sinful nature it's about not giving up and that it's only with Christ's mercy his sacrifice on the cross that even makes this hope that we have of our salvation possible and in St. Mark's case he knew that he was far 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 from perfect a literal opium addict and without Christ, without the mercy of Christ, I bet that our friend St. Mark here probably wouldn't have even bothered trying to stop, let alone continue to lead a holy life. And this man, he seemingly was denied the mercy of Christ through confession. He didn't stop. He didn't let the brokenness of man, you know, this priest who went ahead and denied him confession, that didn't stop him. That didn't stop him, and that didn't change the truth of Christ's just divine mercy. 
And I do think that is something a lot of us today can learn from is <clears throat> we have lots of broken leaders and flawed people. That should never, ever change the fact, the truth of how, of the nature of our God, our merciful, forgiving God who, it's just <laughs> St. Mark, what a lad. So how do we, the reason why this strikes me so much is because this is relatable. I've always been very open about this. I've always, I've never, you know, this is like an open secret. Never really hidden this, but I struggle with sexual vices. And I know how difficult it is when you've basically screwed up your brain chemistry and it's so easy to feel hopeless, especially with things like this. And, you know, St. Mark here inspires me. And that's why we Catholics are so lucky to have saints. Because, look, nobody wants to compare themselves to Jesus Christ himself. Uh, that's literally an impossible standard. He's literally God. But... What we do have are fellow imperfect humans who nonetheless persevered, who had our same shortcomings, fell into the same sins as we did, but they never give up, gave up. They never gave up. And that gives me so much hope, and it should give all of us hope. So I do think that St. Mark T., is now my patron saint, honestly. You know, many confessions ago, my priest, he told me to look for a patron saint and I could never find one that I could relate to. Uh, the closest perhaps would be maybe St. Augustine, but perhaps I thought he was too mainstream and maybe I just wanted to be special, but hey, perhaps now I've, I finally found my guy. No, it, he's very relatable in the sense that in my struggles, there's always been ups and downs. And without the mercy of Christ, without my faith, without things like the Holy Rosary, I would probably be far gone. It's only with God that I'm able to just not, you know, be indulging in a hotbed of sin. So, <laughs> I just wanted to come on here and share this because I hope he inspires many of you out there as well in this time of the pandemic. It's so hard to find help and have people to talk to and be accountable. And I'm sure no matter what your vice is, for some it's alcohol, some it's drugs, some it's sexual vices all of us have our vices that we turn to and it's a struggle because vices they tend to alter the very chemistry of your brain and it makes it seem so hopeless but i do hope that saint mark here he's able to inspire everyone else out there who who's struggling with this just as i am because this is the beauty of Catholicism, I guess, knowing that even the worst sinners, all of us have a redemption story. It's very po poetic, I guess.
it's very beautiful. This is, I guess this is the beauty of Catholicism and, and why count, countless storytellers have used the elements of Catholicism of confession as literary devices. Now, I guess on to my closing statements, I guess I want to keep this one short. So final points. First, everyone, when they were being executed, everyone there was actually expecting St. Mark to be the first to deny his faith because they looked down on him as some lousy opium addict. You know, everyone would expect the most holy guy to be the last to deny the faith and this, you know, I don't know, the prostitutes and the sinners would be the first to say, okay, actually, no, no, I'm, I'm not Christian, okay, bye, um, just let me live. But no, nah, St. Mark was the last guy, apparently. And the point is, I think when we get to heaven, we're going to be very, very, very surprised at the people up there who have a much higher position than us. And secondly, I think if anything, St. Mark shows us that there's always hope, even if it means ending your life in martyrdom. But hey, what better way to go than to give your life up for Christ just as he did for us? St. Mark, he, he really shows us that no matter how, how broken we are, as long as we don't stop trying, God will not forsake you. And that's beautiful, isn't it? This hope that all of us can be saints no matter what. And third point would be that God always has a plan no matter what. I can imagine how mentally and emotionally exhausting St. Mark's life must have been. And I guess this is how I, this is really, really how I relate to him, I guess. He could have easily just succumbed to his fate and said, Hey, you know what? I'm damned to hell anyway. I wonder how you say that in Chinese. Uh, oh, no, I can't do it. <clears throat> anyway, he could have just said, I'm I'm damned to hell anyway, so just screw all of this. Just going to live my life and indulge in my opium. He could have just let go of all of that guilt that he had to carry. Now, I relate to that, you know, struggling with vices and addiction one carries a lot of guilt to struggle with vices you know it's it's harder to struggle if you want if you hold yourself up to a certain standard some people would say that oh you're just self-imposing this guilt upon you so you should just let go of it but isn't that the more the more virtuous thing to do which i'll talk about a bit more in another example i have but no, St. Mark, he didn't choose to just let go of all of that guilt and just relieve himself of that burden. Instead, he chose to remain faithful till his death in spite, in spite of the immense amount of guilt that he must have carried with him. And I know because I feel it too. And sometimes I do wish that I could just give up and accept my fate as being damned to hell as some filthy sinner who can't stop singing. Sinning? What is wrong with me? <laughs> can't stop sinning. You know, in my review of Netflix, the Netflix show Lucifer, I talk about how the show, they put across this idea that it's only your own guilt that sends you to hell. So you should not feel guilty for your sins. Otherwise, you're going to hell and... Uh, 
in fact, it's such the opposite. It's the direct opposite of that. It is, in fact, your guilt that's going to save you because, because guilt is such a powerful thing. It calls you to repentance. It, it calls you to cling to this divine mercy of Christ. Now, if St. Mark, if he had just let go of all of his guilt, sure, he would have lived prob- probably a way happier earthly life relatively in in that aspect i guess you know getting high on opium all day long but instead he carried his cross just as all of us are called to do so and i can imagine the amount of guilt that he had to carry because it's one thing to be a sinner it's one thing to be hopelessly addicted to a sin and feel like there's no hope because you keep sinning it's one thing to do something wrong and know, okay, I'm not going to do it again. It's another thing to keep sinning and know every time you do it, you know that it's going to happen again because you're addicted. So imagine the amount of guilt. The guilt that he faced is way worse. It's, I would say it's, it's, a, it's a very special kind of guilt that an addict, a faithful addict has. A faithful addict has, the, I would say, the worst kind of guilt it's not one that is necessarily productive because guilt usually helps you to become a better person. But what happens when you have guilt? And it doesn't help because you're just mentally not able to stop sinning. That's why addiction is such a dangerous thing. And wow, thank God for his mercy. Otherwise, a lot of us wouldn't have any hope whatsoever. So back to my point on (laughs) this. You know, I can imagine St. Mark, every hit of opium that he took, I can imagine it being the equivalent of having a knife stabbed into his soul. And I can imagine just the pain and the guilt that he had to carry. So God, I truly believe, I mean, I, I don't truly be, I truly believe because I know that it's true that God always has a plan and God definitely had a plan for, for our friend here, St. Mark. And I imagine that during his earthly life, he must have constantly, definitely constantly questioned God. Why? Why is this happening to me? Well, I guess now we have our answer. Now, all of that suffering probably makes total sense now to St. Mark, who's in heaven now that he's a saint, an inspiration and a hope to all of those who are coming after him, who are in a situation. That must be such an amazing... Well, I don't know how things work in heaven, but if with my current earthly context, if I died and I saw how all of my suffering made sense, that's... Isn't that a beautiful thing? It's such a beautiful part of our eternal reward that we should always keep in mind and strive towards. So I guess my final, final point is that like if you're an addict, I guess the advice I can offer man to man, man to woman, is turn to Our Lady. Saint Mark, as I said, he was singing the Litany of Our Lady when at the point of his death. St. Mark had a strong, strong devotion to Our Lady, and so did pretty much every saint, which is why, you know, although the 
a rosary is not necessarily a doctrine or a dogma of the Catholic Church that, you know, there's nothing that says you have to pray the rosary to be a Catholic. <clears throat> but the reason why we do it anyway, because it's because it works. That's why what I always like to say, because it just works, okay? It's not that you have to, but it just works. So why wouldn't you? So Our Lady and the Rosary are powerful, powerful devotions for people like this. You know, as they always say, you will either give up sin or you will give up the rosary. And that's all I have for today. So, to everyone out there, thank you for watching. Before you go, remember that it's not we Catholics. Hang on, before I end off, I'm going to read the comments because I wonder if anyone's even watched this and I want to see if we have any comments. Ah, Jed. Thank you, Jed Foster. He is a, he was, he's one of my only patrons. So thank you, Jed. He says, Saint Gietien's, I have to get the pronunciation right. I'm a disgrace. Saint Gietien pray for us. Holy Masters of China, pray for us. Indeed. I think I'll end off with a sort of closing prayer. But before this, I just wanted to say that I'm not one to play identity politics, but it it is a nice feeling to be able to see saints of, you know, fellow... Now, I'm ethnically Chinese. Saint Mark G is Chinese. And it's it's nice. It's nice to... As a kid, I always asked my priest, Whoa, why don't, don't we have any Asian saints? It's just being naive and stuff. But hey, <laughs> apparently there are. Well, I guess I always knew there were Asian saints, but I didn't know their stories. And who knew that this Asian saint, this Chinese saint, has such an inspiring story that, that I can resonate so well with and that I bet so many people can as well. <laughs> So I guess to end off, I will indeed end off with a closing prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for all those watching and all those who will watch this. I pray for those who underwent such persecution and those who are <clears throat> undergoing persecution till this very day. <clears throat> pray for us because we all go through such struggle and sin and especially saint mark who truly understands this unique struggle of addicts so saint mark pray for us pray for all of us who are clinging clinging on to this hope of christ's divine mercy So I just pray that these saints that uniquely know this struggle, not only of persecution, and especially St. Mark, who uniquely knows the struggle of addiction, to pray for us and intercede for us. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So, with that said, to everyone out there, thank you so much for watching. Now, before you go... Remember that it's that we as Catholics, we are called to change the world and not have the world change us till death. 
So that said, I do hope that you'll stick around, hit the subscribe button, um, turn push notifications on so you don't miss a thing. Hit the follow button if you're listening to this as a podcast and follow me on social media at GabrielXCharles. And if you'd like to support the channel financially, you can do so via my website's very own crowdfunding platform, GabrielXCharles.com. And your support is deeply deeply appreciated now once again thank you for watching and i will see all of you very soon